turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. How are you this evening? Welcome. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. Thank you for allowing me to do this for you every single day of the week, twice a day, Monday through Friday. A big shout out to the Real America's voice crew and audience. Uh, So very appreciative to be part of this digital distribution all over all these platforms like Pluto and Firestick and Roku and Samsung TV. Uh, it's really, it's nice to be part of the family. And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to americasvoice.news, up in the top left-hand corner, you'll see shows. You click down and have the uh, a menu will pop down and you can go right to Live from America and watch the show every day in clips. And you can also go to jeremyharrell.com for more. Um, Folks, last night we started playing part one of The Enemy Within Hollywood. Now, if you do not watch the morning show of Live from America, then you missed a big one today. Because right now we are working on exposing Disney and we are working on exposing Hollywood like never before. So tonight is part two. Of the enemy within Hollywood. And this is going to be a five-part section that we play throughout the week in the evening show. So here we go with more of the Daily Wire's documentary of the enemy 
within Hollywood. Check it out. The American film industry is finding itself at this moment under pressures it has not experienced before. Certain challenges for viewers like Netflix and Amazon also coming out of the coronavirus. Film goers have been very slow to return to movie theaters. It's possible they may never ever return to movie theaters in the numbers they did before. Hollywood executives cannot be blamed for failing to anticipate certain trends that would hit their industry. What they can certainly be held accountable for is if they could not get the Chinese to stop pirating their videos, how did they expect to control a totalitarian regime that it gave a piece of their business to? The economic pressures on Hollywood's business model make access to the Chinese market even more important. In 2019, before the pandemic, U.S. box office receipts were $11.4 billion to China's $9.2 billion. In 2020, for the first time, China's box office receipts eclipsed America's by nearly $1 billion. The trend is clear. China, because of its sheer size, is poised to become the dominant market for Hollywood films. Those pressures increasingly compel American film executives to bend to China's whims. For example, Beijing imposes a quota on foreign films showing in China to 34 foreign films a year. And even that number hasn't been static. Over the last 30 years, the number has shifted upward, but that won't always necessarily be the case. And even more worrisome, the films that are allowed in each year are chosen by the CCP according to its own internal standards of quality and messaging. At any moment, China can reject any and every movie it deems unacceptable to CCP interests. And as the Chinese film industry becomes more accomplished, it appears that the increase in Chinese original fare may add further to the pressures on Hollywood to make films that satisfy CCP elites. An excellent example of how much Hollywood executives fear Chinese Communist Party elites that they might keep their productions out of the Chinese market is Mulan. When Disney executives shot parts of the film in regions known for their human rights abuses against the Uyghurs. The crimes taking place against Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities are horrific in their scope and severity. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is part two of The Enemy Within Hollywood. We will be playing again part three tomorrow on the evening show. So make sure you stick around and continue to watch that. What Hollywood and the CCP are doing in tandem to this country and countries around the world is unfathomable. And I guarantee you, if we knew everything that we're working towards exposing, it would be just as gut-wrenching and as shocking, if not far more, far worse, I should say, than Hunter Biden's laptop. That's the kind of evil that we're dealing with And if you watch this morning's show, you know this is not a fight against Democrats and Republicans. This is a fight against God-fearing, God-loving patriots around the world 
uh, versus evil and corrupt, terrible, terrible politicians and tyrannical leaders. Pretty incredible stuff. And we're going to continue to exercise our First Amendment right here on Live from America as Real America's Voice News continues to grow. We'll get the message out there and we'll get the gospel out there as well. I'd like to thank a couple people right now if I can. Thank you very much to Debbie Widman for the various books about the Bible and Jesus. Truly uh, appreciated and thank you very much. And also to Sally Texera and her husband who made the official rhino hunting permit ladies and gentlemen here we go there is our official rhino hunting permit we're gonna pull that out every time we go rhino hunting we'd also like to pray for sally and her husband as um they are fighting through cancer right now and we want to make sure we keep them in our prayers always as as well as everybody who asks for prayers here on live from america and real america's voice news we are one big family growing together united we stand divided we fall let me give some live shout outs here real quick we've got terry sue watching on the rumble page how are you terry thank you for joining in this evening barbara and jim peters as always we love you i have been seeing the comments you've been putting up about your doctor visits and i just want to say uh, sorry that i've not gotten back to you personally but i do see what's going on and uh, please keep us Please keep us updated, okay? Susan Collins, a big rhino, says, Tim, yes, you are correct. Susan Collins says she will break rank and she will vote to confirm Biden's Supreme Court nominee. We've got, who else we've got in here? Um, Sierra. 333, Deb from Illinois, God bless you, good to see you, Tori Hutch, let's jump over real quick if we can, if we've got some time to get her, of course I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody currently watching right now on the Real America's Voice Getter page, that chat is always lit, I love going in there during commercial breaks and saying hello, I want to give a big shout out to Brian Tharp who's watching Bev1958, Benny Clow, good to see you all, Amanda Collins, Leslie Lugo, I'll be giving you a text tomorrow to talk about that Armor of God video, we've got Roxy Love, and one more, let's give it to Thomas Hemmaker, oh, one more, Carrie Sobzak, how are you doing, good to see you, let's go to the Lord this, uh, this evening, folks, as we get started here on Live from America, as always, we start off giving our thanksgiving and our love and our appreciation to God who gives us grace and mercy through our faith. March 30th, year of our Lord, 2022. Remember that I am a man of sorrows, fully acquainted with grief because of all I have suffered. I can empathize with you and share your pain. Amen. Come to me and get to know me in ever-increasing depth and breadth. You will find that I am indeed a refuge, a safe place flooded with eternal love. And I'll tell you one thing. When Jesus said he can empathize, emphasize, <laughs> emphasize with you, empathize with you, um, he's not lying. He went through pain that you and I will never know for you, for you. That's the incredible part about Jesus. Isaiah 53.3 says he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. And from Matthew 11.28, 
Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. And before you turn out the light, you don't have to hold in your emotions any longer. Release them in the safety of me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we say the Lord's Prayer together, please think of those who are asking for help. Please think of those who are asking for prayers. And here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, if you really want to know what kind of a spiritual and a holy war that we are in right now, you definitely want to go back and watch this morning's show. Definitely want to go back and watch this morning's show because it'll really bring things into perspective and you will look at life in a whole new way. We'll be right back right after this. Please stay tuned. All right, guys. Um, Yeah, so this morning's show, let's talk about that real quick before we come back from this break. All right, let's talk about this. Because I went back and watched some of it, and I know I was heated, and I know I was on fire. But that is how I get when it comes to what's going on with the children of our world. It's how I get when I, every time I think or hear of any story, of anything that's going on like pedophilia, the only thing that I can think of, the only thing I envision is my own kids and somebody doing that to them. I'm sure all of you as parents envision that same thing. Now, it's a sight that I don't want in my head. I can tell you that. Thank you, Slabstick. Slabstick says sharing your show twice a day on True Social till you get there. I'll be there soon. But the only thing as a parent that I can think of is my own kids. And when I think of it, it infuriates me to like, like no other subject, like no other topic. I never, ever get as, as, as infuriated as I am when I talk about that kind of stuff. So when you have big corporations like Disney, when you have anybody with money, when you have anybody with power doing this kind of stuff, you know it's worse than we're even talking about. That's the worst part about it. You know it's worse than the conversation that we had today. And you know, you also know that the possibility of Pizzagate and all of this other crazy stuff that you hear about in conversation circles at the water cooler, online, whatever, there's got to be some truth to them. My governor, Mike Parsons, just announced the end of COVID in Missouri today. I guess he's showing up, isn't he? The show me state. Well, good for you. God bless. God bless. Alicia White says, save the children. Amen. Shared to my messenger contact, says Mrs. Fout. God bless you. That's the way you do it. That's how you really get the show out there. Jeremy, don't apologize. You only voice what you feel. Leave our kids alone. Amen. Hey, I, I agree. I really agree. Now, uh, the, the sad part about it is, is a lot of people are afraid to say that stuff because they're afraid to get sued by Disney. You know what I say about getting sued? Sue me for what? Sue me for what? What are you going to do? Sue me for this studio? Go ahead, take it. I still got a phone. I mean, you know what I mean? What are you going to sue me for? I don't have anything of of, of importance that you want. So sue me for what? The other thing that I learned in the music business, especially in the the, uh, hip-hop business, where pretty much everything is sampling from other songs, 
Everybody said, well, aren't you afraid to get sued? I said, sued for what? What are they going to sue me for? Hey, if somebody's suing me, then that must mean I'm successful enough to be able to go to court. So I've never had anybody sue me before. I've had people take me to court before because they're crybaby liberals, but I've never had anybody sue me before. What are you going to get? You can't get blood from a rock. You want want the gospel? Sue me for the gospel. I'll tell you all about that. You know what I mean? So it's just the way it is. I get heated when it comes to that stuff, and I'm sure you guys all do as well. All right, let's come back from this commercial break and get into the first and foremost section now. Welcome back to Live from America. God bless you all for being here. I appreciate it day in and day out. The show is getting more popular. We're getting more viewers across more platforms. And you know, at one point in time, the show was larger than life. Before it was a show. Before it was a show and before we were banned from everywhere, we were larger than life. But you know what? It wasn't real. It wasn't, there wasn't passionate people that were really watching. There was just people watching. You guys are passionate. That's what I love about this crowd. That's what I love about this audience and this family. So let's keep it up. Let's keep sharing and let's keep fighting. Put your cups up. Here we go. First slurp. We've got good news to start the day just like we did yesterday. So let's dive right into it. Get ready to put a smile on your faces because I know this made me grin from ear to ear like the Grinch when he stole the Christmas tree. (laughs) The FEC find both Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, for lying about funding the debunked Russian dossier. I don't know if I could say that sentence any bigger, louder, or better to make you understand fully what I just said. The FEC, the Federal Elections Commission, Literally just find Hillary Clinton and the DNC for lying and funding the fake Russian dossier. Do you understand the incredible importance behind that? Do you understand what that will do for President Trump's lawsuit? Do you understand what that means for when other courts, maybe like the Supreme Court in the future, who knows, But when other people now sit down to hear election fraud cases, oh, and not only that, let me also tell you about this uh, this great story with uh, with Mike Lindell. Uh, He posted something on his face on his uh, Instagram page today. A new real clear politics, new peer reviewed research finds definitive proof of the 20 of 2020 voter fraud. And Mike Lindell posted, the media finally verifies election fraud. Mike was right. Isn't it amazing how President Trump and Mike Lindell and all of us continue to be correct? Remember I told you, and don't (laughs) remember that it came from Live from America, folks. The minute Donald Trump said the deep state is is being brought to heel and the process has already begun, everything since that day has been falling right into our laps Literally out of nowhere. Could they be a blessing and a present from Almighty God above? Could they be, you know, just months and months and months and months and months of fighting and hard work finally culminating into some type of fruition? Could it be that Donald Trump was right all along? Look, I don't care what the source of all of this is. The Hunter Biden laptop coming out, out of, coming up out of nowhere again. After how many months? After how many months? Nobody was speaking about it. Boom, it's back up again. 
Vladimir Putin's talking about the bio-research facilities over there that we found out were true. Now Hillary Clinton actually gets fined by the FEC. Now this doesn't mean she goes to jail, but what it means is that everything that follows this is just going to be the beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. You remember the MSM narrative of President Trump? Look, what goes around comes around. And the fact that the FEC did this lets me know that things are finally happening. Let's get into the story. The FEC fined DNC and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign for lying about funding the fake Russia dossier. Let's go back in time. Hillary Clinton's camp and the DOC were hit with two lawsuits back in 2017 and 2018. An FEC complaint was filed in October of 2017 against the Clinton campaign and the DNC for violating campaign finance law. You know, the same kind of campaign finance law that they're trying to pin on President Donald J. Uh, President Donald J. Trump, J. Trump for breaking, but just turned around and backfired, and, and it's not. Remember, they do things and they point their fingers at other people. Uh, The reason why um, was for the violation of the campaign finance law because they filed to disclose payments for the Russian dossier. In 2018, Hillary Clinton and the DNC were accused of using state chapters as straw men to launder $84 million in an effort to evade campaign uh, donation limits. And the FEC... uh, ignored complaints exposing this kind of corruption. The FEC fined Clinton and said her campaign violated the rules because they failed to disclose payments funneled to Fusion GPS through DNC law firms Perkins Coy. The Washington Examiner reported that the FEC has fined the DNC and Hillary Clinton for lying about the funding of the infamous and discredited Russian dossier used in a smear attempt against Donald Trump weeks before he shocked the world with his 2016 presidential victory. The election agency said that Clinton and the DNC uh, violated strict rules on describing expenditures of payments funneled to the opposition research firm Fusion GPS through their law firm. Uh, A combined $1,024,407.97 was paid by the treasurers of the DNC and the Clinton campaign to the law firms uh, Perkins Coy for Fusion, Fusion GPS's information. And the party and the campaign hid the reason, claiming it was for legal services, not opposition research. Instead, the DNC's $849,407.97 and the Clinton's campaign's $175,000 covered Fusion GPS's opposition research and the dossier, a basis uh, for the so-called Russia hoax that uh, dogged President Trump's first term throughout it. The the, The memo said that the Clinton campaign and DNC argued that they were correct in describing their payment as for the legal advice and services, because it was Perkins Coy that hired the Fusion GPS. But the agency said the law is clear and was violated. Now, here's the other thing. This goes to show you how these people work. They get other people to take the fall for other people. They pay this company to do this. They pass it on down. And by the time you work your way to the top and follow the money and follow the orders and follow the pattern, these people are long gone and out of office by that time. And they know that's how this works. That's why when Donald Trump was in, he cut red tape, and we didn't have to go through a lot of this crap. The FEC, in a memo to the Coolidge Reagan Foundation, 
which filed uh, its complaint over three years ago, said it fined Clinton's treasurer $8,000 and the DNC's treasurer $105,000. The memo shared with Secrets is to be made public in a month. Now, again, this isn't anything that's going to make her go to jail. What it is going to do, though, folks, is it's going to make things like President Trump's um, lawsuit against Hillary Clinton and the DNC more valid. It's going to be easier for President Trump now. Okay, now this is the next question that I wanted to ask you all, and we're going to take you through this scenario. Can President Trump win his lawsuit against Hillary Clinton and the DNC for their Russia collusion lies? Well, we're going to break it down here real quick. All right, first, the facts. The 103-page complaint filed in Florida federal court on Thursday of last week begins with a synopsis of the Democratic plot to frame Trump as a Russian asset. Spurring the crossfire hurricane investigation into his presidential campaign and later his administration. Among other things, the lawsuit highlights the Clinton campaign's hiring of Perkins Coy, alleging the law firm was tasked with a spearheading uh, scheme to find or fabricate proof of a sinister link between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin in Russia. According to the lawsuit, Perkins Coy lawyers Mark Elias and Michael Sussman, who, by the way, is right now in- indicted and working with the FBI, enlisted others, including the investigative firm of Fusion GPS and its co-founders Peter Frisch and Glenn Simpson. Um, and New Star Incorporated, an information technology company, and one of its top executives, Rodney Jaffe, who we talked about recently as well. The complaint then detailed Fusion GPS's hiring of Christopher Steele, the principal and founder of Orbis L uh, Limited, and Steele's uh, use of Igor Danchenko as a primary sub for, uh, source for the fraudulent Steele dossier, and the defendants fed to the FBI and the media to craft the Russia collusion narrative, okay? So, number one, we have a RICO and a RICO conspiracy that this uh, that they could have violated and that President Trump is going after them for. Number two, we have uh, injuries, injuries, ladies and gentlemen, and conspiracies to, com- to commit injurious falsehoods. Number three, malicious prosecution and conspiracy to commit malicious prosecution. Number four, Computer Fraud Abuse Act and the Stored Communications Act. Number five, Theft of Trade Secrets Act. Number six, Agency and Respondent Superior. Um, And then, ladies and gentlemen, what's really going to happen is the next steps, if you're looking for what the next steps are, this is going to drag out in court forever. Does does Donald Trump have a uh, chance on winning? 100% he does. And what the FEC did by fining them is only going to open doors for President Trump that weren't there before. So while this lawsuit looked mm, 50-50 based on the, the, uh, the judges that are appointed to this, right now there's a Clinton-appointed uh, judge who is uh, handling this case, but President Trump is scheduled to file a change of venue uh, based on that if the judge doesn't recuse himself because he is a Clinton-appointed judge. Long story short, it's going to be a while, but President Trump is on the offensive. We are on the offensive. We are the tip of the spear, and we will take this cabal down one way or another. We'll be right back. 
All right, back to the Live from America live audience here. Let's see what you guys are talking about. Did you see the sign at Gitmo? It says, welcome Hillary and friends. I did not. I did not. Was that edited or real? I do want to read something for you guys here quick if I can. Seems to be we've got a smaller Rumble audience. Maybe Rumble wasn't aware that we were back. Let's uh, let's see what's going on over there on... Um, Seems like we got a little larger audience on Getter, but Rumble is working for everybody who needs to know. Rumble definitely is working. Um, I do got a, uh, an email here, a, a request from somebody. Becky Rowe. Um, apparently, at some point, Becky must have said something, and um, somebody called her a troll, and she said she loves the show. She watches twice a day. She started watching when we were going outside in the snow, giving updates. Also in the basement. I was drawn to your show. I love the truth and the facts. And you made God a priority. I look forward to you every single day. I would like to address something that hurts me, though. I'm not good on the computer, and I use a very small cell phone when watching your program. I commented um, on multiple things said to be engaged in conversation. But today my feelings were hurt as I was called a troll. And then everybody kind of just ganged up on her, I guess. Um, she's a Christian conservative. She definitely isn't. And she just says to let everybody know she's not a troll. She does love the show and she is an LFA family member. It's Becky Rowe. So make sure you guys that we, we really, I mean, look at what happened with Freddie. We, we had open arms with and for Freddie for months and look what happened. So let's just, if there is a troll or a suspected troll in any of our feeds, first of all, let's make sure they definitely are a troll and then no matter what let's treat them the same you know what i mean i understand if they say something rude or something stupid you can educate them and you can say actually or well not really and you can kind of educate them but let's we're 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 definitely christians here and we're we don't want to give anybody any ammo to say that we're not because of you know that kind of stuff so we love you becky and i just wanted to make sure that i said that and got that out there okay uh, that's not nice. I don't see comments when I listen at lunch. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's we're we're you, you guys we're dealing with very very emotional stuff here. You know what I mean? It's not like we're dealing with just having regular conversation around the water cooler about the way you know work sucks. You know, we're having very emotional and passionate stuff that we're discussing here. And at any time, somebody could say something and boom. I remember when it happened to Ann Brink. If Ann Brink is watching right now, I'm sure she can tell you one night it happened to her. And thank God that I saw the email on my way home because I sat in my driveway for about 40 minutes talking with Ann Brink that, that night and making sure that she was okay. And, and it's because I helped jump in on it. You know what I mean? And that's not the kind of people we want to be, okay? That is not the kind of people we want to be. Um, I don't know what was said. I don't know what somebody said to her or what she said. I'm not sure, um, but we got to make sure that we, <laughs> we, uh, we always hold ourselves uh, with dignity, okay? Um, I have to get, I have to get our, our guest in here real quick. I forgot to uh, send an uh, send a, uh, invite for him, but we do have a guest tonight, so if you just bear with me really quick, we'll get him on here. And it's Dave Shostokas because we're doing Constitutional Corners episode number two. Folks, Constitutional Corners, episode number two. So let me go ahead and invite him now. This is why I like having commercials. Uh, commercials. <laughs> Let's see here. Dave. 
That's not it. Let's see here. I'm going to ask my producer real quick to bring me uh, my other phone out there. We definitely want to make sure that we get uh, Dave in here. So if you just give me a second, guys, Uh, talk amongst yourselves for the minute. Thank you. That's why I love having a producer. You know what I mean? Yeah, just so I didn't see Freddie today. People are talking about Freddie. If anybody's wondering in the chat what's going on, people are talking about Freddie. I didn't realize that uh, that I had not sent this invite out to him. And I want to make sure that we get it out to him because of the constitutional corners. Number two, this is really important because we're going to actually break down uh, for the live audience and the Real America's Voice audience that's going to come on, we're actually going to break down the first section of uh, the book and of, of, the Constitu- of the signing of the Constitution and how important the Delaware River crossing was to that. So I apologize again. I'm a little behind here. Let's see. All right. All right. There is his invite. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys being so kind and compassionate and not rushing me. Nothing's worse than that. So I just sent him the invite, so he'll be in any minute now. And I apologize again, folks, for the inconvenience. So I'm going to make sure we have the book out and that we are ready for Dave. There we go. We're letting him know that he's, we're ready now. Can we wave and see it? Nobody start fighting without me. <laughs> Hopefully he gets this email. If not, we'll just go on with the show. I've got plenty of stuff to go through. All righty. Perfect. Sorry about that, Dave. You good? You you in the spot? You uh you in your seat where you're going to be? We're good. It took a second cuz I had you on uh, another screen. I had the show on another screen. All right. My my fault there. I didn't have you. I didn't have the uh the link out to you. So I I apologize for that. You ready to go now? So usually I come in a few minutes, a little bit early, and I can adjust my my video and stuff. So, uh, but I think we're uh, we're okay with okay. George Washington behind me. All right, let's get going here, and I'll come back from this commercial, okay? And uh, again, this is the what is this? The second? This is the second, right? The second okay. constitutional corners that we've had, part two. Absolutely, Jeff. And what are we going to be going through today? Well, we're going to talk about, as you mentioned, uh, the uh, Delaware River and the uh, okay. crossing. All right. Uh, but, All right. Well, let's get let, let's get back from this commercial break, and we'll get right into it. Here we go. <clears throat> 
Folks, welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. Of course, we had some technical difficulties there during the commercial break, but we got it all worked out now. We have got part two of our constitutional corner coming up as this this is a new segment uh, that we're doing here every week, every Wednesday on the evening show. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through David Shostokas' book, uh, uh, Constitutional Soundbites. And we're going to familiarize ourselves with and learn the Constitution, the law of the land that so many of us do not know anything about. They're trying to dumb us down in schools. They're trying to make it so that our children do not learn this because they understand the power of the Constitution. So, ladies and gentlemen, part two, here we go. Constitutional Corners, and we've got our friend with us today, uh, David Shostokas, who is uh, very well-versed in the Constitution and uh, has fought for uh, the Constitution many, many times, um, and he joins us here today. Dave, how are you, sir? I am fabulous, Jeremy. It's great to, great to be with you uh, today. I'm trying out some new headphones because we had uh, some issues last week uh, in terms of some feedback. I hope that's uh, working out fine for you guys now yeah it seems to it seems to be working out just fine for us now um it seems like we can hear you okay so let's just dive right into it let's dive into part two of your constitutional sound bites and why the delaware river is such a big and important piece and part of that you know it wasn't always foreordained that we were going to have a uh, the uh, the country was going to be born uh there was a time early on in the war in 1776 that uh, George Washington had actually started out with about 20,000 troops in uh, New York. Uh, But as uh, 30,000 British soldiers uh, started to show up, they uh, little by little fled New York and and left. And of course, those were were different days because mostly, more often than not, they took a a winter break. Uh, They didn't fight, fight war during the winter more often than not. It was kind of a gentlemanly thing in a European tradition that they would uh, take take the take the winter off and they'd have winter quarters but uh, Washington was on the uh, on, out just outside of Philadelphia in the winter of 1776 and it came up along uh, Christmas in 1776 and what had originally been about 20,000 troops had dwindled down to 3,000 he'd lost about 17,000 of his troops along the way uh, various various and sundry reasons, many desertions, other things. you got to remember, they only declared independence July 4th, uh, 1776, and now we're in uh, December 1776. The weather's horrible. Uh, the times are uh, times are tough, but situation for food and uh, shelter is at, uh, at limited. And then uh, they ultimately un- ended up on the banks of the Delaware River in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, where you and I were uh following our time in uh, Philadelphia. Yep, it was kind right. of an emotional time, uh, emotional moment uh, for that. Uh, and you and I saw what kind of limited housing uh, was available for those uh, for those folks, uh, for Washington's Continental Army at that particular point in time. The uh, This uh, section of the book is really only about a page and a half long. And one of the things about the book is we try and hit very high points and give people information and hope that they will move on to do more. But uh, there's there's a section in the beginning of every section called constitutional considerations. And without what uh, Washington decided to do in, 
on Christmas Eve of 1776, there's a good chance there would never have been a constitution because of those circumstances. And the other, one of the other huge problems is while he had 3,000 soldiers left, their enlistments, most of the enlistments in the contracts that the soldiers had expired December 31st of 1776. Most of, this, most of the soldiers were going to be out. Uh, the army, were, they were, and they were not doing such a good job of, uh, of recruiting uh, new soldiers at the time because for the most part, they had been losing. And uh, so uh, this, was a, this was a crucial moment. And Washington got together with a uh, fellow by the name of Dr. Benjamin Rush the, the night, uh, night before Christmas Eve. Dr. Benjamin Rush was a physician from uh, Philadelphia. He was among the founders. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. And at that particular point in time, one of the few members of Congress that was still uh, still in the in the neighborhood, because after the army had uh, begun its retreat, the Continental Congress, which had been meeting in Philadelphia, uh, left. They ran out. They left Philadelphia. They ran to uh, Baltimore, about 110 miles to the south. Uh, this uh, spot on the Delaware River is only about 10 miles from the city of Philadelphia, as you, uh, as I know you remember. Uh, and so, uh, so they're there, and uh, Washington. They're on the banks of they're on the banks of the uh, uh, Delaware River. Across the river, and ten miles to the uh, to the north is the city of Trenton, which at uh, that particular point in time only con consisted of about a hundred about a hundred homes. And uh, while in fact it was a small city, it also uh, was a situation where the Hessians. The mercenaries hired by the British were keeping their winter quarters, and so it was a prime military target for uh, for Washington and his troops, who had yet, in the six months of the war, to have any kind of victory. All they really had done was retreat and run away. And so now, uh, now the British army is having a wonderful, uh, wonderful winter in uh, New York City, enjoying uh, enjoying all the comforts of New York City. And the uh, and the American troops were out, uh, out in the middle of uh, essentially nowhere at that time. So they uh, Washington determines that uh, because he's going to be out of an army in a week, that uh, the, and while they typically do take a winter break, that he was going to in fact uh, issue launch an attack on the Hessians in Trenton, New Jersey. And so he got the troops together. And uh, had uh, had Thomas Paine get go up in front of the troops and start to uh, start to read uh, his uh, his new uh, his new writing, which uh, started out with "These are the times that try men's souls," and talked about the fact that this is this is the moment when the uh, summer soldier will flee in uh, rather than uh, defend his country as an inspirational moment, and. Uh, he, he gathered the soldiers together, but something else happened uh, happened that night, and that was a terrible, terrible winter storm. And icebergs were floating down, were floating down the Delaware River. And so while they set out with 2,400 troops to cross at three different places, only one set of those troops, about 800 men, actually were able to make the crossing. Uh, many... So no, what I want to do is I want to fast forward. I want to get to the Constitution. I understand how important this is to the signing of the Constitution, but 
What we need to do is we need to get to the Constitution part and the start of the sound bites because there are so many questions about the Constitution. We understand how important that the crossing was of the Delaware River to the Constitution. But this audience right now wants to dive into actual sound bites. There's a lot of questions going on right now in the world about the 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 where is the law of the land the law of the land is nowhere to be found it seems like we shouldn't have the president that we have right now because the law of the land failed we shouldn't have all of this oversight from a 10 mile uh, uh, a 10 mile radius it is where the federal government's supposed to have their power and not all over the re- all over these states you know the way the, the way it was first written was that the federal government had power in that 10 mile radius in Washington DC it seems to me like that's no longer that that's a thing of the past so i really want to dive into the constitutional sound bites of the book and the questions because that's what the people really want to really get into so if we can get into a couple of those to start the book i think we'll be in a in a in a spot where people really want to follow along with the book very good, Jer. We we will we will move along. That 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 section uh, that we're talking about regarding the uh, crossing of the Delaware is uh, is at the beginning of the book, uh, and it because it's it is important because without that there is no uh, there is no constitution. And besides George Washington, Alexander Hamilton was uh, Alexander Hamilton was among those folks. Uh, John Madison or James Madison was among those folks. There was a number of uh, future presidents and other folks that were actually part of this, um, actually part of this attack. And so that I think part of the message of that attack and its importance was one: without it, there is no constitution. Two, right. uh, again, when we talk about the, when everybody talks about the rich old white guys that uh, didn't uh, didn't do anything, there was a whole bunch of them that were literally part and parcel of putting their lives on the line to launch the country. And I think that's uh, that's an also an important element of the story that people don't understand. Correct. That they didn't just they didn't just sit in the, in the hall in Philadelphia, and uh, uh, and think about things like separation of powers and uh, the uh, basic uh, basic concepts of government. While they did in fact think about those things, at the moment they were uh, they were kind of like the Ukrainians. You know, they were yeah. fighting the they were fighting a huge power at that at that moment in time. And for them to be able to take those lessons and turn it into this country, I think is also an important element to understand that these uh, these were veterans of actual war that put the, put this country together, not just a bunch of rich old white lawyers, if you will, uh, that uh, that sat around. And what I and what I like about that is last week we talked about how these these rich white guys uh, who who start who who put this country together, they're they're. They put the, this out in how many different languages so that so that people from all over the world would be able to understand this message. So for everybody who's just joining in on what we're trying to do with this constitutional corner, we're trying to take you from the beginning to where we are now of who actually was involved in in in, in the creation of this country, in this great experiment. And they were so open minded. They weren't these rich, white, racist guys. They were so open-minded that they put out copies in multiple languages all over for people coming from all over the world to be able to understand what they were trying to do. And the very same people that, that, that people look back on now and say, oh, geez, we're, we're these rich, white guys that started the country, blah, 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 and th- times have changed. These are the people that risked everything, risked everything 
to do this. And the same people that crossed this Delaware River that he's been, the story that he was telling are, are the same people that were involved in putting their John Hancock uh, on the beginning of this uh, the birth of this nation. So we're, we're running, we've run, we're out of time. We, we have, we have about 12 minute segments to do these. Um, but I do want to tell you guys that next week when we do this, we'll be diving into more of the questions that people have about, uh, the beginning parts of, of, of this country, uh, the, 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 the legality of what people are doing today that we believe is unconstitutional at every turn and, uh, and how much power, the federal government actually has over all of us and these individual states. Uh, Dave, I, I wish we had more time during these segments, but we will start uh, pick it back up again next week. Um, if people want the book, they can go to the site on the on the on the screen, shastokas.com, and you can go to Amazon and get constitutional sound bites. If you kind of want to go through this journey with us, uh, Dave, I'll give you the last I'll give you the last word, sir. Yes, fine. Thank you, Jeremy. I, and I think one of the things that we want to get into those issues about the Constitution, but I think it also is really, really important to give people the skills, the, the information that's necessary when they run into people that want to diss the document that's right. by dissing the history. I'm, I, I believe it's important for them to have this kind of information that, no, these guys actually were warriors. They were actually veterans. They actually were to be inclusive with language things. Those are important, important information that people need to have to be able to defend the Constitution from the kinds of attacks. Uh, among the attacks that the Constitution gets these days is dissing the founders. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to have information to defend the founders as necessary. Right, because it, without, without defending the founders, the people who actually wrote these documents, you can't defend the documents. And so you are right. They are, they, are, they are synonymous with each other. Uh, Dave, God bless you. Thank you so very much. I wish it wasn't TV. I wish we had a roundtable discussion where we didn't have timeouts and stuff like that. But I appreciate you coming on. Sorry that we came on so late, but we'll have you on next week on time, and we'll get right back into it. Look forward to it, Jeremy. Oh, by the way, a brand new website, Dave for the numeral 4AG.com. Running for attorney general right there in the state of Illinois. All right, sir. God bless you and have a good one. See you later. Thanks, sir. Bye-bye. And again, folks, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm because of TV time and going in and out of commercial breaks and things like that and all these kind of restraints, we got to do, we sometimes got to push things along. So I uh, hope it didn't sound like I was being rude to Dave and I hope Dave doesn't think I was sounding rude. I was just really trying to get into the meat and potatoes of what we wanted to before our time ran out. Speaking of time, we got to go to a quick commercial break right now. We will be back. With more Live from America right after this, I hope you stay tuned. God bless each and every one of you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the hard thing about this stuff, right? Unless we're having like this little roundtable discussion, it's really hard to just sit down and have a lengthy discussion like that. And that's the one thing that bothers me. And that's why you don't see me having a lot of guests. It's because there's not enough time. Uh, to, to, to actually go through everything you want to go through. It's almost like you're, you're, you're up against the time and you're looking at the clock and you're like, oh, we got to get this in, we got to get that in, and I don't like doing that. Um, but uh, we'll make sure that we have a, better, a little bit better of a, uh, a layout for the, next, for, the thir- for the third installment of the show. So the lainting of George Washington were made to make him look softer in the face. I can't tell. 
I'm just looking at some of your guys' comments about George Washington and about the uh, about what me, Dave and I were talking about. All right. Well, uh, like I said, the constitutional soundbite book is actually pretty amazing because every question that you've probably asked or you've heard somebody ask before, well, what does it say about this in the Constitution? What does it say about that in the Constitution? It actually lays it out. It's a it's a it's a frequently asked question book is really what it all is. It just goes through and says, what do you say about this? What do you say to this? What do you say to this? And it's based in fact, you know, and um, so. Uh, Caterlin, Eli, can Jeremy cover the convoy and why they are coming to California? Yeah, the co- they're, they're coming to California because they're coming to protest the mandates, the vaccine and mask mandates that seem to be coming back in California. I look, I said from the very beginning, but I'm not you know what? I don't I'm not I'm not paying for, you know, the 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 entire thing to happen. Uh, we've donated, obviously, yes. We're not in charge of it, so I, I have a hard time saying what I would do in that situation, but my opinion still remains the same about the convoy. They should have went to the southern border, and I believe they should still go to the southern border because as soon as Biden gets rid of Title 42, you're going to see triple the amount of people come across the border, as you've seen, and we are already already at a break at a uh, a, a uh, breaking numbers this year for the first three months already we've never had more people come across the southern border in the first three months of a year as we've had this year so that's where I personally believe they should go again it's really hard for me to sit here and go you should do this you should do this when it's their truck but I I think mo- most people actually agree with that I, I really do I think most people actually agree with it so let's get back from this and get back to the sto- to, to the show here because I got a lot to go through Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Um, We're going to get right back into it. Somebody did ask me during the commercial break about what I thought about the trucker convoy going to California and what they were going there for. The trucker convoy has, uh, has decided to, as a strategic part of their plan, to go back to California to protest uh, mandates out there for vaccine, for, for COVID-19 COVID mandates. Um, But I would like to know in the comment threads, I would like to know from everybody watching in social media, do you think they should go there? And if not there, where should the convoy go to actually make a difference? Because they shut them right down in D.C. Let's face, let's face it. They shut them down. All right, here we go. This year, Americans and their households will face $5,200 Biden inflation tax alone. This year, you, most households will pay about $5,200 more in their Biden inflation tax. Now, when President Donald J. Trump said that this is just as bad as raising taxes with inflation and gas prices, he wasn't lying. Because if somebody had raised your taxes in some new you know, congressional uh, tax increase, you wouldn't see a $5,200 tax increase in your home. You might see a $1,000 or a $1,500 maybe a 1200 depending, you know, most households anyway, average, normal households. This is $5,200 that you're going to pay extra this year based on Biden's inflation, not called the Putin price hike. Uh, price hike. This is the Biden inflation, folks. So let's get into this. And the feds are actually saying that it's because of Biden. Two big stories broke today on the inflation front. As you're well aware, the United States is seeing the highest inflation rate in 40 years. 
with no end in sight. In response to the record inflation, Democrats want to spend more money. The current inflation rate sets stands at 7.9%. I believe it's way higher than that. I believe it's way higher than that, but we're going to go with their numbers to give them the benefit of the doubt. Today, Bloomberg reported that the average American household will face a $5,200 inflation tax this year. That is absolutely devastating, folks. Absolutely devastating. The San Francisco Fed blames the current inflation rate on government spending. The San Francisco Fed Reserve on Monday issued a study suggesting that the government spending bills passed during the Biden administration are contributing to current inflation. Fiscal support measures designed to counteract the severity of the of the pandemic's economic effect may have contributed to this divergence by raising inflation about, uh, inflation about three percentage points by the end of 2021. Um, economists Oscar Jorda, Celeste Liu, Fernanda Neccio, and Fabian Rivera Reyes from the study concluded this to be true. The economists, the economists go on to note that, that while inflation is high in much of the world for the United States, consumer prices have increased more than in similar countries. The authors also contribute that both of these rescue plans, uh, both the Rescue Plan and the CARES Act, both um, are the reason for, the, for such high inflation. So in the same day, in the same day that the FEC finds Hillary Clinton and the DNC, another branch of the government, the San Francisco Federal Reserve comes out and says the reason for this inflation and the reason every family, every household is going to experience $5,200 more than, than they did last year is because of the rescue plan and the CARES Act. So folks, all of it is starting to unravel for them. That house of cards has already started to unravel for all of them in every single thing they touch. And it only was going to take time. It was only a matter of time before that bubble burst. It was only so, you can only put so much hot air into a balloon before it explodes. And that's exactly what's happening to the Democratic Party. And that is why people like Steve Bannon and others say 100 seats for 100 years. Because you can't continue with this kind of crap forever and not have it catch up to you. And that's what's happening to the Democrats. They're actually having it catch up to them. And the funny thing about it is, is I still hear Democrats out there. I'm not lying. I still hear Democrats out there saying, I don't mind. I don't mind paying the high gas prices. I don't mind. I'll do my fair share. It's unbelievable. They won't give you any gas money, but they'll tell you how much they love voting for Biden. So to all you Biden voters out there... For all you Biden voters out there, you get the dumb, dumb award of the day because you are truly dumb if you think that uh, your vote for this guy or the uh, the illegitimacy of his residency is actually a good thing. I mean, look, I think people from both parties want to get him out of there as soon as possible. I think they want to get him out of there as soon as possible. The poll numbers for the Democrat Party are in the tank and they can't win with Biden or Harris. And they know tr- President Trump has raised double the money that the RNC and the DNC has raised together. They don't have a base. They don't have a base because the majority of their brainwashed based, uh, base is starting to wake up and go, what the heck did we do? Why did we do this? Doesn't make any sense. 
Now, we all know that the Democrats love to fake and manufacture sham hearings in order to get sound bites or in order to get somebody to perjure themselves by asking the same question in multiple different ways. Look at the January 6th clown college that's going on right now. The January 6th unselect committee or the clown college, which I like to call them, they are so disrespected that half of the people that they've subpoenaed won't even go, they won't even show up. They won't even show up. Half the people that, the, that Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and the rest of these unselect clown college losers have subpoenaed said, you know what, we're just not going to show up and we're going to take whatever it is that you're going to give us. Because nobody cares, nobody respects them. Well, <laughs> check this out. This is incredible. The Democrats now want to have a hearing with oil and gas executives in order to grill the oil and gas executives and to blame the high gas prices on them by saying that they are price gouging. Now, over the last two weeks, I've told you their response to the federal government is, look, we would love to drill for more oil. We would love to, uh, to, to produce more energy. But the Democrats simply won't let us. Then the Democrats are asked, and they're like, hey, you got Circleback Saki saying, oh, well, they should just go drill more. They should just go produce more energy. And the energy company comes, or the oil companies come back, and they go, again, we would love to. But your red tape is not allowing us to. So the Democrats are going to do everything they can to hang on to their base that's already leaving them by proving that this is not a Biden gas problem, that the president can't in any way uh, shape the the price of gas. He can he he doesn't set the price of gas, so they're going to have the oil and gas companies come in, so they can get sound bites and say you did this. Why are your companies so evil? Which I agree they are. But the enemy of my enemy may be my friend in this situation because the cool thing about it is even the oil and the gas CEOs have said we're not coming. We we refuse to participate in your Democrat sham hearings. That's incredible. The CEOs of three major oil companies will not join the Democrat circus in destroying America any further. Okay? House Natural Resources Committee Chairman Raul Grijavla and Arizona took aim at at chief executives of EOG Resources, Devon Energy Corporation, and Occidental Petroleum for declining to appear at the committee's hearing, which they had scheduled for April 5th. Due to their refusal to appear, the Democrats said the hearing will not go forward. As rising gas prices started hurting America, fossil fuel industry trade groups and their allies in Congress wasted no time to place the blame on Biden on the Biden administration and push for a drilling free for all. But when you look at the oil company's record profits, these claims don't add up, says Grijalva. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to set it up so that these oil and gas companies take all the blame and they're going to try to throw them under the bus. But I don't believe them. Again, in this situation, the enemy of my enemy is definitely my friend. It's funny, isn't it, how that works? Isn't it how that works? That the people that are supposed to be our representatives, Biden, the entire administration, the entire uh, staff, all of these ABC alphabet uh, divisions, they're supposed to have our best interest at heart. And isn't it a shame when we side with people like the oil and gas industry CEOs over our own government officials? That should tell you. That should tell you how much we cannot stand them in our country. We're embarrassed by them. We're sickened by them on a daily basis. 
They're not legitimate. We'll prove it, and we will get rid of them right after this. Woo, what a day today, guys. You know what it is? I think I'm still uh, <laughs> I think I'm still uh, kind of uh, worked up from this morning's show. I mean, that show, when we got done that show, I looked at Eli and I said, oh, man, I need a break after that one. I mean, it's not only I need a break after I do the show physically. It's like what you read and what you uncover in your research during the day it just makes you absolutely sick. Remember, I see it two, three hours and get it before I do a show, and I get it on paper for hours prior to you guys getting it. So for the entire day, I'm sitting here putting these shows together, and I'm just thinking about how sickened I am of this country. You know what I mean? Just sitting here thinking about how absolutely sickened I am of this country every single day. And even Eli, he's like, wow, this is hitting me in 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 a way that it never has before. And I'm like, that's because when you live it every day and you see it every day and it's not something you just hear on Facebook, it actually gets to you. It's, it's a disgusting world we live in and the people that we have running our country are disgusting people. There's no nice way to say it. There just isn't. You know what I mean? Uh, Cal says, a fired up Jeremy is my favorite one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely the, uh, <laughs> they're definitely the most fun shows to watch. But I got to tell you, I feel like, I feel like trash afterwards. I feel like I'm going to pass out. You know what I mean? And I'm working out. I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm doing everything I can to, to do this job, to stay alive. But, man, this, it takes a toll on you. It really does. Let's come back. Let's do this last bit, and let's get out of here for the night, okay? <clears throat> here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Live from America. Look, it's, it's always fun here with you guys every single day. It's always an emotional roller coaster up and down. We go through things together. We grow together. We laugh together. We smile together. We cry together. But I, want, I always try to leave each show with a smile. I want to leave you with a smile, if not a smile, at least good news. So tonight, we are going to show the first annual Swampy Awards. Tired of the Oscars. Tired of the Academy Awards. Tired of all the disgusting uh, pedophilia that's going on in Hollywood and everywhere else. So let's, let's honor people the right way. Let's, let's do our own Swampy Awards here. And you might see a couple Patriots mixed in out of this. But let's do, let's do the first annual Swampy Awards here on Live from America.
gentlemen the deep state swampy awards of the year hey sometimes we got to have our own little award shows but you know what on the real we should have a real award show and that real award show should be for our veterans and our producers working on something like that and we'll see if we can bring that to fruition either way guys thank you for watching tonight god bless each and every one of you remember there are right ways and wrong ways but there's only one yahweh So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless each and every one of you, and I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. See you later.